Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. This week we reviewed the 2020 streaming Disney Plus movie, The One and Only Ivan. I had never heard of this movie in my life. We talk about the amazing CG chops of the Walt Disney Company. We talk about Brian Cranston. Should we like him in this movie? Nate has a conspiracy about all the many voice actors found in The One and Only Ivan. Stephen tries to explain how childlike wonder helps you see this movie with... I'm not using my real words. <laughs> Nate needs five takes to record this intro. This movie's fine. Thanks for coming. <laughs> All that and more on Movies on the Side. This week, we reviewed the 2020 direct-to-streaming movie, Disney Plus original, The One and Only Ivan. Nate. Yes, Steven. You didn't even know about this movie until I told you about it. No, it's sort of, they pulled the old Artemis Fowl, was going to put it in theaters, and instead brought it to Disney+. Plus. But now I don't want to make that comparison, because then people are going to think that this is Artemis Fowl level quality, and I find it's better than that. Disney gave it the Artemis Fowl treatment, is all I'm saying. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, the reason why this was big in my mind, <laughs> because... It was filmed here in Lakeland, Florida, my hometown. And the the big top place where, you know, Brian Cranston has his, his uh, zoo or circus is in the Southgate Shopping Plaza here in Lakeland, Florida. They actually blocked off that whole area and filmed there and they filmed down some side streets. So, you know, uh, Disney was here. They did a movie. That's really great. <laughs> did they Photoshop? I mean, they didn't actually change that signage, right? Because it does not say Big Top. No, I believe that was changed. The arch is there. Right. Like physically. So I think that was just changed. And I, I listen, most of the movie, I just tried to figure out like what they CG'd and what they didn't. Mm -hmm. And then like I would drive by the next couple of days after we saw the movie and I'd be like, what did they change about this parking lot? Because there's actually a big Starbucks now in that parking lot. <laughs> and you, mm. It's not there. It was there when they filmed, but it's not in the movie. And so they did do some CG work. They also CG'd South Florida Avenue, which is like the road mm -hmm. outside the thing. And so they did a lot of work. Well, let's just say CG in general. They did a lot of work in this movie, Nate. Yeah. Brought to you by, is it CPM that did the visual effects on this movie? MPC. Uh, they also did Lion King, if any of that... Uh, uh, that yes. animal animation looks similar. Well, listen, we'll do a spoiler on this episode because, yeah. you know, the ending does give certain things away. But to talk about the CG. So this movie, more, I would say a majority of the time on screen, we have CG animals. Ivan, the main character, which is a large silverback gorilla, is all CG. And we have a dog, an elephant, a duck, a lot of CG. Nate, I would like to know your opinion. But I found... This is like Disney just showing off its CG chops. Like, if, if this movie does anything, it's showing that Disney can now create animals out of thin air, and they look ridiculous. I think the animals in this movie are really, really good. I think that opening shot on Ivan's face, Yes, I was very impressed. I was very impressed with the look of it. Now, to be fair, there are some animals that I think are absolutely great i think that chicken for example is just top notch yes <laughs> i think there are a few animals that aren't quite as strong 
specifically ones that aren't as hairy. Mm. I think the baby elephant, I think the mama elephant is also kind of, every once in a while she has her moments of looking great. Mm -hmm. I think the seal looks a little funky every once in a while, but I think my biggest complaint is the eyes of the baby elephant. There was just something a little uncanny about that. Maybe I haven't seen enough baby elephants. (laughs) I think they tried to like up the cuteness. Like She's almost been like Pixar-eyed a little Mm. bit. Uh, that is but I true. think in general, Ivan looks great. Yeah. Bob the dog looks great. I mean, and it's really good. Yeah. I f- and I guess I was really thinking of Ivan specifically, like just him in general. Oh, Ivan looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Even as he talks and whatever he does, like just amazing. Or I can't even imagine like 10 years from now. I mean, there's going to be deep oh, yeah. fake videos all over the place. I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous. But anyway, I thought the CG was a triumph. I think it's a good reason to see it just for that. But. This movie stars Brian Cranston. Now, here's what I know about Brian Cranston. He makes drugs. That's all I know. Right. <laughs> but he breaks I, bad every once in a while. <laughs> that's a, he's he's batting breaks. I've never seen that show. Well, actually, that's not true. I tried one episode, one and a half, and it grossed me out, so I couldn't finish it. <laughs> Have you seen that show? I've definitely seen some Breaking Bad. I probably saw maybe eight episodes i watched them all in a row in one of those days where like the curtains were drawn and i was just Mm. home watching this back when it first came out and i came out of it being like humanity's done for it's all like yeah it made me feel gross enough that i was like nah this show's probably not for me it's a little bit too following the kind of down the depravity hole so i was like "Eh, i'm good (laughs) it's also kind of gross like he is amazing in that show like his acting is. yeah for sure he was also in godzilla that we reviewed with millie bobby brown millie bobby brown <laughs> the one and only Ivan. but i found i thought he was great in this movie too like i really believed his emotions and you know what we can tell of his backstory which gets a little weird like he was so close to the gorilla that he pushed his own wife away maybe <laughs> like that's a little problematic yeah we'll talk more after the spoiler horn about Brian Cranston's character, Mac. He is good in what he does. Yes. I have I have to enter conspiracy corner a little bit here. Oh, okay. All right. Are you ready to come with me to this? Uh, yeah, I this didn't side. expect we would be here, but I'm glad we're uh, there. This is probably not true, but I'm going to say a few things. Okay, okay. Disney, if you're listening, I don't really, but I kind of mean it. There are a lot of big names in this movie. Yes, there are. The voice of Danny DeVito, Helen Mirren, Angelina Jolie, Shaka Khan is in this, <laughs> Philippa Sue, Sam Rockwell plays Ivan. Yep, yep. Here is my theory. Are you ready? Uh-huh. I think that everyone who's a big name in this movie is fulfilling some sort of Disney contract piece. No. And is filling out a set of, like, triplet of movies I get the feeling, now this is probably not true, that it's like they said at some point in time, listen, Brian Cranston, we're going to call on you when we need you for this movie, and you're going to have to be here for it whether you want to be in this movie or not. Here are some of my examples. Every one of these people have been in a few Disney movies, (laughs) but maybe not enough to fill out their contract obligation. Sam Rockwell, Iron Man 2. Oh, that's right. Brian Cranston was in John Carter, which... Let's be honest. Mm. Disney's like, listen, we're going to tap you again. <laughs> you don't get to just make John Carter and then leave us forever. <laughs> and split. <laughs> Philippa Sue was Eliza from Hamilton, huh? a Disney Plus uh, release. Angelina Jolie, Maleficent, Maleficent 2, 
No, I mean this. Helen Mirren was in one movie with the the rats and the Ratatouille Nutcracker. Oh, something of the four realms. She was also in another movie. Danny DeVito was in the recent remake of Dumbo, and he was the voice of Hercules back in the day. And they said, "Listen, you agreed to three movies with us, Danny DeVito." A flying cow? No. Is it a hand? No. Hands are so tough to get right. And you go over down the line. They've all done a few. Now, I hear your response inside your head is, wait a minute, couldn't they just enjoy working with Disney? And they have just have done a few movies with Disney. They've all, though, done about two to three Disney movies. And I'm just saying that somewhere <laughs> out there is this contract of, you have to be in... <laughs> There's a movie called The One and Only Ivan, and you're going to be the voice in this. Right. You don't have a choice. You're saying these people are in a different category of Josh Gad, where Josh Gad's like happy to be there. I think Josh Gad was happy to be there. And then <laughs> Josh Gad was Olaf, and then he was also locked into a movie. So I'm just saying, behind the scenes, all of these actors may say to themselves, I don't necessarily want to be a voice of a seal in a one and only Ivan, but this does fulfill a Disney obligation. Okay, well here's the okay, but here's the thing: Does Sam Rockwell want to be Ivan? That's a good question. I mean, I think we have to speak to like the overall quality of the movie because I feel like this is actually a good movie. Like, I don't think this is no offense, Jacob, like Artemis Fowl level, C B level Disney movie. Like, I feel like if this had any kind of recognizable character, like what's tough is like this story is standalone. It was a book right. first. And so it has the novel background, but this is not like some recognizable character. This is not something like kids are going to recognize and want to go see. Well, unless they, I mean, like this could be such a popular book. I believe it won the Newbery Award. It was it did pretty it, big time. Well, I don't know. I would just say. If people read books these days. <laughs> well. I did buy the book for Asher. He was actually interested in reading it, so I bought it after we watched the movie. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, maybe they twisted arms to get people in it, but I actually find like this movie is heartwarming and good. And I think Brian Cranston, for the weirdness we'll talk about after the spoiler horn, I think he has a good performance. I really like the like his employee guy, George, played by Ramon Rodriguez and his daughter. I like their characters. Ramon Rodriguez, yes. who is in a Marvel series, uh, The Defenders, maybe at some point in time. Oh, really? He's also in another Disney movie at some point in time. Okay, 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 okay. I, I hear your conspiracy. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. Get somebody from Disney on the line and we'll we'll talk to them about it. But I feel like, I don't know, I thought it was an overall good movie. I mean, I feel like the arc of feelings about Ivan being in a cage and having to be in this mall, which, just on a side note, I really felt like when different vendors were like leaving the mall and Brian Cranston's like, no, don't go. Like, this mall's just coming alive. Like, I really felt that. Thinking I might have better luck over at the gallery. Oh, no, Mike, that's a mistake. That's a, that's a big mistake. Things will be picking up around here in no time. Yeah, is that how that is in Lakeland, Florida? How's that South Shore shopping center doing? You mean Lakeside Village? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the shopping center is okay. But like, I remember growing up, there was probably like four malls in the 15-minute drive, like radius. Mm-hmm. And that like really narrowed down to one by the time I graduated and left. And there's like that small town, like, I don't know what you would call it, but a consolidation of things because there's just not as much interest 
in shopping that way or doing right. that, you know, blame Amazon, blame online, the internet, whatever. But like, I really felt those moments and you feel like Brian Cranston, he's like living this older time period of like sideshow in a mall type thing. Yes. And it's like slipping through his fingers as time goes on and feeling him wrestle with that and feeling with him wrestling with like this friend who is also a gorilla, but is also living in a cage. Like, I don't know. I felt all that. And I thought it was good. Yeah, there is this circus takes place in a shopping mall, which I just apparently in real life it did exist out in Tacoma, Washington. But it was definitely an interesting thing to think. Oh, people went to a little tiny circus in a shopping mall. But I, I'm with you. I felt the like, oh, poor guys trying to make it. You know, like right. Aren't, people aren't coming to the show, and oh, that that did sort of mush my heart a little bit yeah and even though these characters were cg and just voiced by famous people when the smaller elephant ruby Mm -hmm. when brian cranston ruby's into kind of like revitalize the show and then ivan kind of gets offended that he's no longer the headliner i don't know i felt that too I feel like that's that's real feelings people would have. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think okay. We're getting into overall um, kind of reviewing of this movie, and so I will give my opinion here. Okay, because I I I I hear you. You liked it. Thought it was a good movie. This movie was not my cup of tea. I think kind of throughout it didn't really do it for me. In some ways, I feel like it doesn't know what audience what demographic what it's who it's actually for because in some ways it has like oh this will be fun for the family and for for kids but it also tries to kind of have a i don't know a deeper sort of flavor to it i don't know it to me it, it hit me in a weird it didn't quite have a groove that it was gliding in so it never really quite landed for me i think the animals were fine the voice performance was fine i didn't really find they had some jokes in there i didn't find that funny i didn't find it that touching the sad moments didn't like it didn't like bring out like any tears in me i don't know it just to me it was fine i think the cgi was the most interesting thing of the whole movie but I didn't feel like the plight of Ivan that much or Ruby. Well, I cried at least three times in this movie. So, oh my goodness! And I'll tell I'll tell you when after the spoiler horn. But we should probably rate it because you just reviewed it. And let me remind our listeners, or actually tell our listeners for the first time, this got a seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes critic score rating, sixty eight audience. So solid mm-hmm. scores. This is not some nineteen ninety eight Godzilla movie. I think this movie is solid. I mean, like, I, I don't want to put it down as a, you know what it is? To me, the one and only Ivan is a perfectly passable and safe movie that is pleasant to watch, but holds nothing special for me. Okay. All right. Give me your thoughts. While I agree it is not groundbreaking and it's probably telling stories we've heard before, heard in other movies or just, you know, those themes and feelings of you know, losing the top spot, you know, like what Ivan feels like when Ruby shows up or the sense of loss, like saying, you know, goodbye to an old friend, like those kinds of feelings, like I get, we've seen them before, but I guess I am more impressed that in a couple scenes, which we will talk about in a moment, Mm -hmm. I felt some really deep emotions and I feel like it communicated really well. And for Disney to be able to communicate that with a CG gorilla and 
Brian Cranston who makes drugs. <laughs> I feel like that is an accomplishment. And I don't know. It was an enjoyable like family movie. Like Brian Cranston, if you're listening to us, this is not defamation. He was referring no, no, no. to Walter White. That's the right. character you played on Breaking Bad. Thank exactly you. Right. Go ahead. Right. Go away, lawyers. Thank you. <laughs> so I found it is a great family movie. There's nothing in it that you have to worry about what the kids are seeing or language or anything like that. So I don't know. It was just a good, enjoyable movie. I would not say it is a great movie, but it's a very good movie. Okay. We're, we're going to have to get into this more after the spoiler horn because I have some questions for you. All right. We're going to rate it on a scale of zero to five Southgate plazas because that's the <laughs> plaza in Lakeland that this was filmed at. And I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this a too high of a rating. <laughs> I'm, I'm debating right now how much I'm going to bother Tom with this rating. I'm going to give it three and a half. Three and a half Southgate plazas. And for those that are just listening for the first time, Tom is a, a mythical figure that was uh, a guest of ours that was once on this podcast who gave us a hard time for giving movies decimal points and breaking down the whole numbers. So that's what we refer to. He doesn't even like halves. Like He just wants right. whole numbers. But listen, Tom, in a, in a case like this, I don't know if Tom still listens, but listen, Tom. A four is too high for this movie, and a three is too low. And so what do you got in between? That's all I'm saying. An infinite number of numbers. Well, you do, but but right in between, <laughs> you have three and a half. So what do you give it, Nate? <sighs> I'm going to give the one and only Ivan two and a half. Yeah. Five is too high, and zero is too low. And so to me, this movie... I think it hits a little bit better for you because you have kids that are old enough to appreciate this family-friendly mm -hmm. flick. It's one of the few times I don't feel dead inside. Yep, go on, go on. <laughs> and but for me, it is it pulled its punches on some of the strongest things, and it is two and a half. All right, here's the spoiler horn. Okay, I'm going to give you two moments that I want you to tell me whether or not you felt them or not. Okay. Are these two moments that you cried? These are two moments where I cried, yes. Okay. Number one, when they are waiting to see what Ivan has painted on the window, and they open it up, and he's literally painted a scene of the outside with, like, a lake and a forest, and, like, everyone is speechless in the Big Top Circus I got a little emotional. Not like cried, cried, but like I, I let out a little tear. I didn't get that moment at all. Fair enough. That moment did not land one bit. And I love art. You know this. <laughs> You're literally an artist. <laughs> I couldn't quite tell why. I thought he was going to write like three me in English. I, I just didn't know. I didn't know what he was going to, he was in drawing dripping there, but, red letters. But a very nice, lovely landscape and him shimmudging his hand to like peek on through. It just didn't land for me. Okay. All right. And number two. Stella. No, not really. I mean, that was fine, but... Stella is voiced by Angelina Jolie. She's the older elephant, and she dies, which is sad, for sure. It's sad. I need you to promise me something. Anything. I need you to take care of Ruby. Then they speak of Stella like she was most inspirational, like, do it for Stella. For Stella. That's right. Sort of thing. And I was, didn't quite get on board the old Stella's watching down and Stella's so happy that <laughs> that Ruby eventually goes to either a zoo or a wildlife preserve. Couldn't quite tell. Couldn't tell. The second moment, Nate, 
is when Brian Cranston resolves to let Ivan go. And he walks into the cage with Ivan, and they look at each other, and they touch foreheads. The touching foreheads is good. And that was, I think I actually cried at that point. Not like bald, but you know, several tears came out. Okay, so here is something. Uh Touching foreheads has a special place in the Baranowski home, in my home. We we call it, the verb is to scroll. A scroll to what? To scroll. S-K-R-U-L-L. Okay. And that means to put your forehead touching someone else's forehead. Okay. Just like the scroll people do in Captain Marvel. That's their, like, level of affection. (laughs) They push foreheads together. Once you've seen this endearing form of physical affection, you will see it everywhere in movies. And I find that as so innocent and touching and important Uh i take my little tiny baby boy (laughs) and i touch foreheads with him like probably against his will right for sure but i love it so and i have to make sure i do it slowly so he doesn't headbutt me with his wobbly head (laughs) but i every time in a movie and you will like once you know to look for it you will see it everywhere the forehead touch is an amazing form of affection. So did you, I mean, did you feel that moment? We had some laughs, huh, kid? Remember that? The day I brought you home. Best times of my life. I felt the moment at the end not as much as earlier on in the movie. Because at this point in time, I'm not exactly sure if Brian Cranston is meant to be like, he was slightly misguided with his circus his circus performance right if he truly cares about ivan or he just wants his own you know circus fame sure i think this was an interesting character point that i think the movie didn't quite go all the way the director of this movie thea i don't know how to say her last name sharrock uh directed me before you Ooh, and me before you I think, so I guess that Thea does a great job at posing questions, not necessarily answering them all the way. I could have used a little bit more me before you hard-hitting punches to this PG movie about a silverback gorilla. Yeah, but this is a kid's movie. I mean, I don't think it's for adults. Is it a kid's movie or is it for adults? I think it's for Or is it for the whole family? It's for kids kids. because one thing that tells you that too is the, the little girl who gives Ivan the chalk and paint or whatever i think the kids are supposed to be putting themselves in her Mm, position you know what i mean so i don't think this is i just didn't see it with childlike wonder i think is my problem yeah that's definitely the problem okay so i think that i think that scroll at the end is great (laughs) the the scroll that got me the most emotional probably because that when he's tiny and a little baby gorilla growing up with CGI smooth Brian Cranston's face. <laughs> Which is weird. Yes. <laughs> there is a time when they're laying in bed after his wife leaves him because the gorilla makes a mess in the home. Right. Because there's a couple things. I mean, it's more than that, but yes, that. Did I want... I needed to hear more about this marriage and about how... Are you guys not in it together raising this gorilla as your child? Or is it always like, yeah, you can keep the gorilla? I mean, there are, I had a lot of questions about that relationship. I think we could have used some dialogue and maybe like two flashback scenes. Yes. That yes. showed that showed Brian Cranston choosing Ivan over his spouse. 
Right. And that, I think, would have given it a little more gravitas. Right. It could have been more. Again, I needed a little bit more me before you there of him being so committed and so in on Ivan of him basically saying to her, like, I can't get rid of him. He is like a son to me. Right. Sort of thing. And her being like, no, this he is like a pet to us. You need to. <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. Which even then, like, you probably would have identified with her because you're like, yeah, it is an animal. And Okay. Like- so this is a, a little bit of a weird plot point. But Ivan talks about this and about how she left him. And then he got Ivan his own, like, big cage and home. Right. I can't help but think that if he had done that a little sooner, that could have solved a lot of Ivan problems, right? I would think so, and that was strange. Because I would have believed if Ivan would have stayed in that home with him until he was big and been like, listen, it's now just me and you. I'll just keep you here at the house. Right, which yeah, would have made sense. And he never, like Brian Cranston never goes to try and like reclaim his wife, I assume. Like, even after Ivan is out. Right. Again, we don't get a lot of that story, so it's a little weird. Yeah, maybe they were never, I don't know, maybe they weren't that close. I don't know. Possible. But there is a moment where after she leaves, Brian Cranston is sad, and he snuggles up to him in bed and gives him another scroll, forehead Mm. touch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that that did get me. Him as the tiny little baby gorilla was also like... I got one of my own. I had a little dad mush there. Okay, so Brian Cranston resolves to let Ivan go. And then, like, Ivan has to slowly walk into this big crate with some doctor-looking lady. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it's one of those things where we feel, like, suspicious. And the next scene, <laughs> Ivan wakes up. Yeah, like, it's about to get all secret of Nim up in here. And she's be like, welcome to the Thunderdome. Doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like... I don't know. It felt like they were going to take him off for some kind of experimentation because she's in like this white lab coat. And then the very next scene, he wakes up and he's like in a white room, like he's about to be examined or something. Right. Real V for Vendetta. And so that was a weird, like a guttural reaction of like, oh no, is he still trapped? Like, are they not really going to let him go? But then two seconds later, they have him frolicking in the thing. It's kind of a weird pacing for the end of this movie because right. he gives, he does the, the painting on the glass, which is very good. And then the protesters show up outside in Lakeland, Florida. That's right. And then... As, the, as they're wont to do. <laughs> as they're wont to do. And then they, it's sort of like, all right, that's the conflict. And he smiles. Like, we did it. They're here to help us. We're all going to zoos. Or I don't know if that chicken's actually going to a zoo, let's be honest. That was the one funny line is when Danny DeVito (laughs) as Bob says, like, to be honest, it could get a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse for you. But then, like, then it's sort of a long, drawn-out resolution part. Right. Where they have this weird white room and they're kind of spiked in the middle. And I'm thinking, wait, are we building to another conflict? There's not enough time left in here for there to be another conflict. Right. It seemed like a strange ending. It did. It seemed a little strange, so I wasn't crazy about that. Also, the one scene I didn't believe is when they all escape. Like, they actually escape the zoo and they're, like, in the Mm -hmm. forest across the street. Apparently not in the book, that scene. Uh, Okay. It felt weird. And then, like, Brian Cranston... I don't know, does a Jedi mind trick and tricks him to coming back into the zoo. I didn't like that. I thought that felt weird. So at that moment, were you rooting for Brian Cranston to like gather them back? What were you like, what are you rooting for in this movie? Well, the thing at that point is it's like Ivan has never been in the wild that he can remember. Right. And so for him to actually escape and be in like the middle of a city, he's not going to survive or he's going to get shot. So in the moment, you're kind of like, no, Ivan 
you can't escape right now because right. you're not going to make it. So you're kind of like, you understand that Brian Cranston is trying to protect him while also protecting his own career, but it's not totally selfish. Like he does understand like mm -hmm. Ivan can't survive out there. So I don't know. I felt the mixed emotions, but I also didn't believe the fact that Brian Cranston could just like convince the, all the animals to stay. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Another emotional, somewhat emotional moment for me, as much as I got, was Ivan's dad putting him on his back, escaping the poachers, yeah. and then putting him up in the tree, and then you see the scene, of, like, yeah. he's kind of hiding behind the, the little branch and pops yeah. his head out Yep, with those wrinkly baby gorilla eyes. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Well, anyway, listeners, tell us what you thought about the one and only Ivan. Tell Nate why he did not feel as much as he should have in this movie. They're in a zoo at the end, right? They're in a uh, reserve, a uh, nature preserve, reserve, something like that. Uh, it, a what? Huh? Is it a forest <laughs> reserve? Say again? Preserve. Is it come again? I'm sorry. You, you cut out. Preserve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a preserve. Zoos are just places where humans atone for their animal cruelty? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> It's weird. Anyway, listeners, tell us what you thought. Comment on Instagram at Movies on the Side or Twitter at Movies on the Side or Facebook at Movies on the Side. It's the same everywhere. Don't forget, give us a five-star rating and review an Apple Podcast. We'd appreciate that. And don't forget to check out our bonus episodes where Nate asked me how long is the appropriate time to keep a TV, a phone, a pair of headphones, and even a toothbrush. And I tell him about my buckwheat pillow. <laughs> It weighs 25 pounds. <laughs> and like we always say, I'm the one and only Nate. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm the one and only Ivan.